About a quarter of Americans don't get enough vitamin A in their diet. Vitamin A is essential for the human body, and it's been shown to help with inflammation, immune system, maintaining strength and integrity of your bones, and it's part of having a healthy sex life. One of the best sources of vitamin A is the type of cod liver oil that Daria imports called Droppy. Droppy is one of the purest cod liver oils on the market today. It's made exclusively from wild cod that's caught and processed in the oldest fishing village in Iceland. And it's cold processed, which preserves its natural fatty acids, including omega-3 and vitamins A and vitamin D. And it also, because of the way it's processed, qualifies as a raw food instead of a processed food. And the people over at Daria are really passionate about wellness and peak performance. And one of their guys, Ash, is now working on becoming a Bulletproof coach. They're so passionate about being Bulletproof. So you might want to check out the new cod liver oil called Droppy. And just in celebration of Ash's hard work becoming a coach, uh, my friends over at Daria are giving Bulletproof listeners 20% off any order. Head on over to dariaimports.com slash bulletproof and check out all the cool products they've got in the cod liver oil space and you'll save 20%. Don't wait. This is a limited time only offer. Just go to dariaimports.com slash bulletproof. Bulletproof Radio, a state of high performance. You're listening to Bulletproof Radio with Dave Asprey. Today's cool fact of the day is about mitochondria. And it's about mitochondria because we're in the middle of launching Headstrong, which is my new book where I've spent several years putting together all this information about how your, how your brain works and how your body makes electricity. And the cool fact of the day about mitochondria is that mitochondria themselves, their core function is to make electricity. And we like to think of ourselves as these non-electric, these chemical-based beings. And we think of ourselves that way because in the late 1800s, there was a war within the science and medical communities about whether we were electrical or whether we were chemical. And basically, the chemical people won the debate. The truth of the matter is that all chemical reactions are electrical when you look at them at a small enough level. And when you're looking at uh, biophysics and biochemistry, what we really are is on one end of the equation, there's the sun, <laughs> which is involved in, in everything. And on the other end of the equation, there's the earth. And we end up having electrons that flow through us. And the electrons can come from the sun. They can go into plants or animals. And we eat the plants and animals. We harness those electrons and we use them for energy. That's a core function of mitochondria. However, they're not just batteries. They're also chemical manufacturing plants. And this is something that's missing in a lot of medical literature because mitochondria also are responsible for manufacturing pregnenolone, which is one of the, in fact, it's the, we call it the mother hormone. This is a hormone that turns into DHEA and turns into testosterone and estrogen and progesterone. So who would have thought that these little things that we think of as batteries are actually there to harvest electrons and to power our bodies like semiconductors, because they do behave like semiconductors, the same kind of semiconductors that are in our, our iPhones and our computers. They're wet ones, but same principles. Uh, but that they're also manufacturing plants. It's an incredibly elegant system, and it's one that you can hack. If you're a regular listener, you've heard me share my list of top 10 biohacks. Let's talk about number nine, fun hacks for the bulletproof mind. It may sound weird, but hanging upside down is a great way to hack your brain. Regularly inverting trains your brain capillaries, making them stronger and more capable to bring oxygen to your brain. It's pretty straightforward. More oxygen in the brain means better performance. 
I get my daily stretch and my dose of oxygen with my teeter inversion table, which is so essential for optimum focus, concentration, and mental energy. That full body stretch elongates the spine and takes the pressure off the discs so they can plump back up. Less pressure means less pain. If you have back pain, even if you've been lucky enough to avoid it so far, you really want a teeter to invert every day to keep your back and joints feeling great. For over 35 years, Teeter has set the standard for quality inversion equipment you can trust. My friends over at Teeter have decided to show some love to Bulletproof listeners. For a limited time, you can get the Teeter inversion table with bonus accessories and a free pair of gravity boots so you can invert at home or take the boots with you to the gym. To get this deal, which is a savings of over 138 bucks, go to getteeter.com bulletproof. You'll also get free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee and free returns, so there's absolutely no risk you to try it out. Remember, you can only get the Teeter with bonus accessories and a free pair of gravity boots by going to getteeter.com slash bulletproof. G-E-T-T-E-E-T-E-R.com slash bulletproof. Check it out. Today's episode is with Dr. Mark Atkinson, who's the medical director for Bulletproof and a good friend and the guy who runs the Bulletproof coaching program, bulletprooftraininginstitute.com, if you're interested in becoming a certified Bulletproof coach. We've got more than 500 people in, in the program now. And the idea here is that when you change the environment around you, you change the environment inside you, that you can have full control of your biology. So it's not a nutrition program, although we'll talk about using food as one of the environmental inputs that you can change. And you can learn to get control of your own biology, but you can also learn to, to work with clients so that they perform at just incredible levels they didn't think they could because you got their mitochondria working, because you got their brains working, you got their thought processes working. It's the system of the human, not just what do you eat. Like, like there's lots of nutritional certifications uh, that I'd be happy to recommend. Uh, this isn't that. This is the biohacking perspective on things. So Dr. Mark, welcome to the show. We're going to do Q&A today. You want to start out with the first one? Uh, yeah, let's do this. Okay, so the first question is from Oscar, age 33, from America. Dear Dave and Dr. Mark, I'd appreciate any tips and the hacks you have for losing weight and keeping the weight off. I've been a classic yo-yo dieter for the last 10 years and tried loads of different types of diets. I typically lose 12 to 15 pounds, but then I lose my willpower and start binging on food again. Can you make some recommendations for me? Um yeah, that's an easy one, isn't it? <laughs> well, it's, um, you know, this is such a common issue for a lot of people. Yeah. But to be honest with you, the thing that I picked up on is the binging on food. And yep. so I'm, I'm kind of keen that I'll you know speak to that side of it, because that's actually something I have some personal experience with uh, a lot of clinical experience and work with clients about. And um, I want to talk a bit about binge eating disorder, because that's possibly you know, could be going on here. Um, but there's also a whole bunch of things that we can talk about as well in terms of sustainable weight loss, et cetera. And, uh, but I, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is, um, uh, I just want to talk about binge eating disorder because it affects a lot of people. And, uh, I want to describe a little bit about what that looks like, how, you know, maybe if you have an issue, because if you do, then normally that's an indicator that you have, Rather than thinking of yourself as having binge eating disorder, you think of yourself as having a disordered biology and psychology that needs normally some, uh, someone to work with you more intimately, i.e. It, it probably requires the help of someone who really understands how to improve biology, a functional medicine practitioner, as well as possibly a psychotherapist as well. So if you eat a lot of food, despite not being hungry, in a quick amount of time, 
and then go into guilt and shame afterwards, and you do that at least once a week, then you may have what is tradition called binge eating disorder and affects about two to three percent of adults at any given time. And classically, someone who has binge eating disorder has a lot of shame around it, a lot of tension um, around it, do a lot of secretive behaviors, but they don't, unlike someone with bulimia, do purging. So they don't vomit, they don't use laxatives or diet pills, that kind of thing. Um, tend to be quite perfectionist tend to be very much in the head, all the nothing thinking. Now, the reason I put that out there is because this is a disorder I experienced myself for a number of years. So I get it. I completely get it. And what I want you to know is that labels such as binge eating disorder, bulimia, are fundamentally unhelpful because they tell you nothing about what to do. And I see way too many people with eating disorders defining, identifying themselves as the, as the eating disorder and being a victim to the diagnosis. And so the reframe I want to present here is that binge eating disorder is a disorder of biology and psychology and environment. And that the way out is to look into what you can modify in your biology, psychology environment to set yourself free. And so that's what I did for myself. That's what I pass on to my patients. And this is what I want to pass on to you as well, Oscar. Now, you may, this may be um, a periodic, if you do it periodically, like, you know, I don't know, when you're stressed or every couple of months, it's probably not a problem. But if you're doing it regularly, or if you're listening to this podcast and you're listening carefully and you're thinking, wow, yeah, I kind of do that kind of stuff. And, and you're a bit secretive around it. And, you know, I used to hide kind of, you know, I, I buy three, Master chocolate bars, eat all of them in the space of about 10 minutes, then hide the wrappers, all that kind of stuff. If you do something consistently with a sense of secrecy or shame, that is the kind of flashing red light that there's some disordered biology and psychology there. And the first thing is just to acknowledge, okay, there may be a problem here. Um, because what sometimes happens is that if we don't acknowledge that aspect of it, and we don't seek the appropriate help for dealing with the psychology aspect of it, the managing of the stress, the managing of the shame, the managing of the guilt. If we don't do that, then we do get into this kind of yo-yo pattern of dieting. So I mentioned up front as the caveat, which is kind of whatever we say from here on in about how to lose weight, reduce body fat percentage, is the caveat that is, listen, if there is disordered eating there, you get the appropriate um, help from someone who can actually really help you. And it's got to be normally a functional medicine doctor alongside someone who can work with the psychology or psychotherapy. It, it's interesting because for every yo-yo dieter dealing with the guilt and shame and the emotional side of it, there are also a bunch of people who yo-yo diet without guilt and shame, just maybe just a little bit of, of helplessness or like disgust, like, God mm. damn it. I lost 20 pounds and I just gained 30 pounds. Like what, it, you know, just frustration mm. versus guilt and shame. And I think frustration is a very normal thing. And the question from Oscar here kind of, it, it, it's almost dripping in frustration because, you know, I've tried loads of different types of diets, which means, okay, there's someone who's really working on the problem. I did the same thing when I weighed 300 pounds. And he's been doing this for 10 years and he loses 12 to 15 pounds. And then here's the word that, that, that really stood out for me. Mm. Then I lose my willpower and start binging on food again. And if he said, and start eating a lot of food again, what, what this tells me is that on these diets, he's intentionally use, using his willpower to eat less food than his body wants. 
And there are biological things that we'll get into that you can do for that. But the core premise that to lose weight, to go on a diet, you have to use your willpower, that's what will cause you to fail, whether or not you have an eating disorder, every single time. If your willpower is involved in your food decisions, you're doing it wrong. Exactly. Right? It, it, you, you've got to reprogram that. And what willpower requires is, we'll go straight back to mitochondria, willpower requires electrons. It requires conscious effort, which requires power, which means you have to generate power from your food. And if you're fat, you're not even good at generating power from your food because the power that's supposed to go into your brain is going into your waistline and it's getting stored as fat in case you need it later. So now you're dealing with less power going into the system because some of it gets stored instead of used. And you're dealing with the fact that you're trying to use extra power on willpower to tell yourself not to take more power in. Mm. Willpower is a finite resource. You run out of willpower. It, it, is, it, it is something that no matter how good of a person you are, no matter how hard you try, there is a wall and you can hit it. And you might be able to move the wall out a little bit. But what if choosing food wasn't a matter of, okay, somebody set the cookies in front of me, and now my body's like screaming at me, eat the cookie, eat the cookie, eat the cookie. And my willpower is screaming back, no, no, no. You know who's going to win? The mitochondria telling you to eat the cookie so that the species won't starve to death. Uh, because that's what you're fighting against. It is relentless. And it has more energy because it's in charge of energy. Mm. And what that means is, what if you can do something so you don't get this signal that says you have to eat the cookie? When you do this right, when you ate your last meal right, when someone sets the cookies in front of you, you'll look at them, and instead of hearing the strong message, eat the cookie, you'll just hear blissful silence. And then it doesn't take one drop of willpower. And that's why I wrote The Bulletproof Diet, because after many years of yo-yoing, I would typically, I'm a, 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 a just six, a six foot four person, I'm, I'm a bigger guy than normal. So for me, I would lose 20 pounds instead of 12 to 15. But then I'd always gain 30. And here's what they don't tell you in diet books and the stuff that just, just pisses me off. And, and I talk about this in Headstrong, and I talk about this in The Bulletproof Diet. There's something in the body called ghrelin. Ghrelin is, we call it the hunger hormone. And... When you're fat, you have ghrelin levels for a fat person. So in my case, let's say I'm 300 pounds. That means I have the hunger of a 300-pounder, and that's normal. If I go on a willpower-based restrictive diet that means I eat less energy than my body wants me to, if I eat a low-fat diet or I eat a low-calorie diet, it's possible to lose weight, although I didn't even lose weight on those programs despite excessive amounts of, of doing that. Um, there are other biological reasons for that. But let's say you lose this 12 to 15 pounds. Research shows that eventually you're going to put that weight back on. And the reason for that is, well, two hormones, but the biggest one is called ghrelin. You will have 300-pound fat person ghrelin even if you get down to 250 pounds. And the lower you go, the more the ghrelin is going to scream, hunger, hunger, eat, 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 and the more willpower it's going to take. And eventually you'll give in, which is why almost everyone gains their weight back after two years and usually after only three months. So the hack for ghrelin is so simple. A moderate amount of ketones, ketones are fat-burning molecules. When you teach your body to burn fat instead of sugar, and most of us only burn sugar, um, when you do that, a ketone levels of 0.5 or even slightly less are enough to reset your ghrelin levels to match your current body weight. And the fastest way that I know of to get your ketone levels to that point is have bulletproof coffee, which has mold-free bulletproof coffee beans because mold is a mitochondrial toxin that causes sugar cravings and lowers energy production. 
plus brain octane oil. Uh, in, in the UK, it's called high octane oil because of regulatory stuff. And this oil is a special extract of coconut oil that raises ketones at least four times higher than coconut oil. And it works much better than MCT oil. It raises ketones higher. So in my case, I can drink a bulletproof coffee in the morning. I can have had carbohydrates the night before. And I can stick my finger with a, a blood to get a drop of blood and measure my ketones. And I'll be at 0.5. So you can take this exogenous form of ketones that raises your uh, that raise your ketone levels up to the level that in studies is associated with reducing your ghrelin to your current body weight. Now ghrelin is one hormone. That's the one that makes you hungry. There's another hormone, and this hormone is a hormone that makes you feel full. And this one is brought to you by Calvin Klein, apparently, because it's called CCK. Hmm. And it stands for cholecystokinin. I always get the middle of that right. Choli, uh, yeah, cholecystokinin. Choli, thank you. Cholecystokinin. That's why I call it CCK, because it's one of those long words that, that most people don't memorize, including me. So CCK is the fullness hormone. And funny enough, the level for that is also 0.5 in blood ketones. So suddenly... You can be like one of the the clients I had was an investment banker in the UK, and uh, this woman had such profound food cravings. She had twenty pounds to lose or one stone, as she liked to say, and she would have no food in her house. Her kitchen was bare because she would eat everything, and she knew it. So she made it so she at least had to get dressed, go downstairs, walk across the street to the local grocery store, buy some food, and then eat it as her way of just helping to control this just overwhelming cravings. And the first day she had Bulletproof Coffee, she called me up and she said, I, I don't even know what to say. I went through my whole day in the office and normally I have a map of where all, every bowl of, of candy is. Like, like there's, there's people, usually the fatter people at office who have like a, a drawer with candy in it. And all the other people who are sugar addicts know where these are. And they'll walk around like, okay, mm. that's where I can go to get my sugar fix. And they're, they're basically getting little dopamine hits from sugar all day long because they have such strong cravings. It's not because they're bad people. It's not because they're slobs. It's because their energy regulation system is broken. And the very first day she did this, she affected her ghrelin levels. She affected her CCK levels. And she walked through the office without having the voice in her head that said, eat the candy. And, and it, for her, like, she was almost in tears. It was so liberating. So for me, as a former 300-pounder, I would have these profound cravings uh, to the point I've ended meetings. Um, I, I was uh, a founder of, of a part of the company that held Google's first server, like when Google was one server and, and like the internet was forming, this company was growing really rapidly. I'd have these meetings with 10 people, and I'm in charge, and I'd end the meeting at 11.45. I'd say, guys, I, I, I don't really know what to do here, but if I don't go eat something right now, I'm going to kill one of you and eat one of you. So uh, meetings, meetings adjourned, and I would just leave because <laughs> I was unable to focus because I was just so hungry. And here it was, I was fat when, when this was happening, but it was an energy delivery system. And when you get some ketones present, it just changes everything, and it changes on the first day. And that's why Bulletproof Coffee is, is you know, we we people drank 48 million cups of Bulletproof Coffee in 2016. Uh, it, it's, it's become a very big thing that's changed people's lives. And for you, if you don't want to do Bulletproof Coffee, you can get brain octane and pour it on your food. You can put it in your smoothie. Uh, but getting your ketone levels up, we're going on a high-fat, low-carb diet. It'll take you four days to get there. That'll also, you can generate the ketones for free inside your body. It just takes more effort to do that. That is the trick to stopping yo-yo dieting, is have some ketones present. You don't have to be a rabid, you know, I never eat carbs again, 15 grams of carbs a day, kind of extreme ketosis. 
that works really well for some people. And the Bulletproof Diet, I actually encourage you to try that and then come out. Go in, come out. But building metabolic flexibility and occasionally getting your ketone levels up enough to set your body weight and your hunger levels so they match instead of having a fat person's hunger in a thin person's body, that will always cause yo-yo dieting. If someone had told me that when I was 16, man, I wouldn't have stretch marks right now. Like It would be really good. So it's, uh, it's a revelation when you go into mild ketosis and cravings disappear almost immediately. And uh, there's so many times then when clients of mine who have done yo-yo dieting um, start taking brain octane, normally restrict the carbohydrates a little bit, 50 grams, 100 grams, whatever it may be. They come off the refined products. They come off the refined sugar. Um, they clean up the diet. They come off the gluten, the dairy, all that kind of stuff. And within a very short period of time, they just feel great. And it's like you come back online again. And yeah. so if you suffer on the diet, you're on the wrong diet. If there is any suffering, if you're having to force yourself <laughs> to get through the day and to eat what you're eating, you're on the wrong diet. Because here's, here's the astonishing thing is that when you get into mild ketosis, it becomes actually effortless. Which is in, which, which you know is not normally associated with the word kind of losing weight and diet, but it does. It becomes so much more easy, and then you start paying attention to the quality of the food that you eat, and you really start to you know because ultimately what you're looking for is a sustainable way of eating, which you're enjoying really great tasting food that energizes you, that nourishes you, brings out the best in you. So you don't really have to worry about food so much anymore. It's just like you, you, your food is so solid, you can it frees you up to get on with life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because what happens with people yo-yo diet is the entire world's about food, and life is not about food. Food is there; it's a gift for us to bring out the best in us, so then we can show up in life and be happier, more functional, effective, kinder human beings. Um, so anyone listening to this, if you suffer and you're trying to lose weight, just try it out even for a couple of days, adding in brain octane, um, particularly moving kind of sugar is a lot of a problem for a lot of people watching alcohol. Sometimes I have people who kind of, they, they work so strongly on the food, but they drink like three, four glasses of wine at nighttime, you know, <laughs> come off alcohol for at least yeah. a week. It, it's, it's a mitochondrial toxin. It's, um, it creates a lot of brain fog. It's a lot of problems. It compromises sleep quality. And then when you free up all this energy, then you want to pay attention to your exercise and movement. Then you want to pay, then you want to focus on improving your sleep quality. And in a very short period of time, you can turn it around. Uh, yeah. Avoiding alcohol is a good thing uh, that I didn't mention. Thanks for bringing that in. That triggers cravings for a lot of people, both for alcohol and for sugar. The other thing that happens is there are a lot of companies that make you know, protein bars and they put in really cheap protein because it, it's a it, it's a game uh, of just how cheap can you get it. So you can get wheat-based protein, which is gluten that'll cause cravings, and milk protein isolate, which is mm -hmm. a really cheap protein. So you can have like 25 grams of protein. Here's the deal. For ketosis, it's about fat, not about protein. Protein takes you out of ketosis if you eat very much of it. So focusing on higher quality protein and getting the right kinds of undamaged fat matters and religiously avoiding the artificial sweeteners. So the typical healthy keto bar is going to have low quality protein, not enough fat, and artificial sweeteners that induce sugar cravings and cause, uh, and cause hypoglycemia. 
So you really want to be careful of those things. And that's why I make the Bulletproof Collagen Bars, where the primary protein source is grass-fed collagen, which is a really important building block. And the primary energy source in the bar comes from brain octane and other healthy, undamaged forms of fat. So you get energy from fat, building blocks from collagen, and two grams of carbs that were naturally present in the cashews that are there as, as the uh, part of the recipe. And they come in different flavors and all, but it's a very different perspective on it. And the way you can tell whether a protein bar or any kind of food bar is working for you is if you eat it, are you hungry two hours later? And you should expect a full four hours off of yeah. a full-size Bulletproof bar. And when I say, are you hungry? It, it's not, oh, I, I, guess, I guess I have enough willpower to say no. It's like someone puts food in front of you, you're like, eh, I don't really want it. Like, like no willpower required. That's what a good food supplement is supposed to do for you. That's what Bulletproof Coffee does. And that's kind of the whole ethos behind the stuff that I make. But if you have to use willpower on your food, you did something wrong in your last meal. And maybe the uh, the kind of icing on the cake here is um, adding in some intermittent fasting as well, and just yeah. the principles uh, around that. So the, there are you know there are many ways to intermittently fast, but you should again never suffer. <laughs> that, that's that's yeah. the kind of golden rule. And so one of the reasons I know Dave um, uh, Bulletproof Coffee has been a revelation for a lot of people is that it actually provides a fuel source that allows you to keep the benefits of fasting without the suffering and the inevitable kind of psychological crash and energy crash that happens? I found when I practice normal intermittent fasting, and for long-term listeners, they know what it is, but a lot of people listening may not have heard of, of intermittent fasting. And the idea there is you eat a normal amount of calories, but you eat them all in a compressed window of five or eight hours. So you basically have a late lunch and dinner, and that's it. And the rest of the day, you just don't eat. And most people go, oh my God, I'd be so hungry. I think I, I might die. Well. It turns out you actually don't feel too bad on an intermittent fast, and it's easy if you know you're a health celebrity and you know your job is to sit at home and write blog posts. If you ha- if you're like me, you have an actual job and you have kids and a family and meetings and you're on airplanes. It's very hard to do intermittent fasting on a regular basis because around eleven eleven thirty, if you skip breakfast, you you have an energy crash, and that's right in the middle of your workday, right when you want to be productive, and, and then you're using willpower. So Bulletproof Coffee, you have that with zero protein and zero sugar in it, and your blood sugar stays perfectly level and even. It doesn't affect insulin. So the parts of fasting that are turned off by insulin aren't affected. So you have that for breakfast, and now you're, you have an energy source without turning on all of your digestion, and then you feel, uh, you feel great all day. Food is just not an issue for you, and then you end up having your lunch and dinner normally. And, and people can download... Um, the Bulletproof Diet Roadmap. Just go to bulletproof.com and search for Roadmap and you can print it out and put it on your fridge. It tells you the timing for Bulletproof intermittent fasting. This is a new kind of intermittent fasting that I created and people are, are really talking about this. There's other people who've like done knockoff versions using tea or whatever. But the point is, when you use brain octane in the morning with grass-fed butter and the Bulletproof coffee beans, it's a synergistic combination. Uh, and there's even a recent study that came out that shows that caffeine the equivalent of a couple of cups of coffee also doubles ketones. And few people know about this. So it, it's, it's really interesting what happens when you just get that little spike in the morning. You're stacking brain octane, stacking caffeine, stacking coffee, stacking mm. polyphenols. And all of a sudden, like you're just free for the day. And, and that's a big thing. Yeah, it but is. Okay, should we... Let's move um, on to Fred. Yeah, yeah I, I was, actually, it was a good time. I was going to talk a little bit about... Um, I don't know how much weight Oscar has to lose, but I was going to talk about insulin resistance pre-diabetes. But that's what our next question is essentially about. So let's take a look at that. So the next question is from Fred, age 52. I was recently diagnosed as being type 2 diabetic. I also have high blood pressure as well. 
I'm not keen to go into medications and would love to know what I can do to help myself. I'm motivated. Just let me know what I should do and I will do it. <laughs> well, um, it's great that he's full of motivation, right? Because type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, entirely reversible. Simple as that. It's entirely reversible. And the fact you're motivated is exciting. Is, is there any initial thoughts you have, Dave, before I kind of weigh in on the, there, on the medical side? There are countless type 2 diabetics who go on the Bulletproof diet and just talk to the doctors and the doctors are like, you don't need these medications anymore. What did you just do? And then they say what they did and the doctors are like, what? Like, how is this possible? What's happened in the last year though is uh, there are a lot of doctors who are actually handing out the Bulletproof diet and saying, try this before you go on meds because the most common diabetes medication, metformin, uh, one that I actually took for several years, not because I was type 2 diabetic. I was diagnosed as pre-diabetic when I weighed 300 pounds, but I, I never was type 2. Uh, metformin is known as an anti-aging compound. The problem is that metformin damages mitochondrial function, and I write about this in Headstrong. So I would say, Fred, you've got to pick up a copy of the Bulletproof Diet and follow it religiously. And by cutting sugar and by giving yourself undamaged fats in your diet, you can actually allow the insulin receptors to fully express themselves through the cell membrane because you're actually going to change your cell membranes. It doesn't happen overnight. And when you do that and you switch to a very high vegetable diet with moderate amounts of high quality protein and low but not necessarily zero carbohydrates, you'll go into the cyclical ketosis mode and you'll feel the change literally within a week. You'll, you'll have the mental focus and clarity and edge that you probably forgot you were capable of. Your willpower goes up dramatically and the bowl of ice cream that would have called to you as a type 2 diabetic will lose its, its siren's call. From a high blood pressure perspective, you've probably been told to cut your salt. And about 2% of people are called salt-sensitive hypertensives. Uh, the rest of people actually are lacking magnesium and potassium. Mm -hmm. So what you want to do there is you want to take magnesium as a supplement. And I write about ideal times and ideal forms in both the Bulletproof Diet and in Headstrong. The difference is that in Headstrong we just discovered in the last year and a half, there's a, a circadian component. In other words, a time of day component for magnesium. The highest magnesium levels in your cells are at noon, not at night. So my previous recommendations were take magnesium to help sleep, and I tell you to still do that. But you should take some magnesium in the morning. The other thing that works dramatically well that's counterintuitive, and you want to talk to your doctor about this and all that, assuming you're under a doctor's care, a lot of people have adrenal dysfunction when they have type 2 diabetes. So you can have a half a teaspoon to a teaspoon of salt in water in the morning, as long as you're also getting your magnesium and your potassium. And for some people, that actually can help their adrenals function better so they have better control of their blood pressure and their blood sugar. And the reason for that is that in the morning, when you wake up, it's an emergency situation because your body has to raise blood pressure enough so that when you stand up to get out of bed, you don't pass out. Because if there's not enough blood pressure to keep oxygen in the brain, you'll pass out, a target will eat you, and then the species will end, and your mitochondria get mad about that. That's what they worry about all the time. So what you do there is you have this first thing on waking up. Some people I know even have it in, uh, on the bed next to them, so they, they drink that. And that means that instead of the body having to fight to make cortisol in order to raise blood pressure, and cortisol has this effect of increasing sodium and decreasing potassium, you increase sodium by drinking the water in the morning with salt in it, and then all of a sudden the adrenals are saved for later in the day so they can better manage your blood pressure and your, your electrolyte balance. Uh, that is not gonna work for everyone, it can work for some people, but the important thing is the ratio of 
magnesium and, and potassium to sodium. Just upping sodium isn't going to be a good thing, but upping those other things in conjunction with sodium can make a huge difference for your high blood pressure. What do you think, Mark? Absolutely. And, and so if, if you're listening to this and you're diabetic and you're on medications, it's important you monitor your blood sugar levels because you will see the blood sugar levels come down that may warrant uh, an adjustment in your medication dosage. So Especially insulin, you're saying? Uh, uh, insulin. And also, you know, if people's a metformin, they may have to reduce their dose as well. So just bear that in mind. But, um, you know, the, the, the Bulletproof diet is the foundation on top of that, again, you can do intermittent fasting, high-intensity kind of training. But supplements are probably the most, you know, the, the most straightforward way of improving insulin sensitivity. So, so Dave mentioned about magnesium. We've also got chromium um, at a dose of 800 to 1,000 micrograms per day. We've got things like alpha-lipoic acid, um, omega-3 fatty acids from krill oil. Now, Dave, you mentioned about metformin. So metformin traditionally is used by anti-aging doctors, and, and we all used to think it's pretty good, but actually it is a mitochondrial toxin. And so there is a hack for that. There is a herb called berberine. Now, berberine mm -hmm. actually gives you the same benefits or similar benefits as metformin, but it doesn't harm the mitochondria. So it improves insulin production. It improves insulin sensitivity. It actually improves gut flora balance as well. So you can take a look at berberine as well. Um, so vitamin D3, we know is hugely important to insulin sensitivity. So you want to be in at least 5,000 international units per day. If you are of a heavier build, your body mass index is more than you'll probably need more than that. Check your vitamin D levels probably after about three months of starting that. So to be honest with you, when someone comes to me with diabetes and high blood pressure, and particularly if they're overweight, I'm just delighted they're there. I'm excited for them because it's fully reversible. It just requires a commitment. But as you start freeing up your energy, as you lose body fat percentage and your inflammation level comes down, you start feeling so much better, you kind of zestful life comes back, then you just get into a new way of being, a new lifestyle. And that's really what this is all about. It's just saying, you know, you are where you are, you're experiencing the symptoms you are, there's always something you can do, there's always something you can influence. And then it's just about adopting a new way of living um, in which you're initially making macro adjustments to your environment. And then eventually you're just making micro adjustments. See, the longer you do this, you're just doing micro adjustments. I know, you know, you, you do this as well, Dave. It's just like you fundamentally have an inner sense of well-being. Your energy is good. Your mental clarity is good. Then someone comes along. Um, and you make a slight micro adjustment and you get back on track again. And that's just, and then what it does, it just frees you up to live life um, because no one should suffer necessarily. And if you have diabetes or high blood pressure, yes, work alongside with your existing doctor, but do seek out other help. Try the Bulletproof diet, try the supplements, monitor your blood sugar levels um, and, uh, and enjoy what unfolds. And, but it's fully reversible for most people. You talk about micro adjustments, and there's something else that Fred, you might want to you might want to look at doing. Vitamin D is really important, but activated vitamin D is even more important. So supplement your vitamin D, and another way you can gain better control of your blood sugar. And the research on this is is really just coming out in the last three to five years. Is in the morning, especially before noon, but really the first thing in the morning. Go outside without sunglasses or contact lenses and with as much skin exposed as you can and get 20 minutes of bright sunlight. I live in Canada, so I actually have a high ultraviolet B 
uh, low ultraviolet A tanning lamp, and I do that. And the reason for this is your mitochondria are exquisitely sensitive to light. And when you get ultraviolet B from natural sunlight and you get the full spectrum light, especially into the eyes, the eyes are full of mitochondria. And those mitochondria also talk to the brain. And then the ones in the brain talk to the rest of the body as well. So you'll turn your vitamin D into vitamin D sulfate, which is activated vitamin D is is a good way to look at that. And you'll also set your sleep-wake cycle better. One night of bad sleep can reduce your ability to regulate your blood sugar by 40%. So improving sleep quality is a function of getting bright, natural light into the eyes and on the skin in the morning, and then at nighttime having absolute pitch dark. So um, pretty soon here I'll be talking about some new kinds of of patented glasses uh, that you can get that that make it it truly dark, uh, which which is pretty amazing so that, that your eyes don't get exposed to this light at night. But dimming all of the screens in your house, making sure there's no LED lighting um, of any color, but especially the blue, white, and green um, that's in your bedroom, and making sure your curtains block out every single bit of light from street lights outside. You should be sleeping in absolute darkness. They don't tell you this in med school, but your type 2 diabetes gets better when you get better sleep and when you get darker sleep. So absolute pitch black at night and brightness in the morning and not brightness from blue, fancy, schmancy LED things. I mean brightness from natural sunlight or from tanning lamps. Uh, That will help you regulate your blood sugar better. Um, So I'm thinking I'm going to finish up on what I feel to be a public health announcement, which is there are millions of people out there who have diabetes or prediabetes and do not know they have it. And so I just want to speak a little bit to that because there's going to be a whole bunch of people listening to me now, and this applies to you. So if you're carrying a bit of extra weight around um, around your abdomen, if you're thirsty, you're tired all the time, um, your eyesight's deteriorating, you have uh, you know you cut yourself and it takes ages to kind of heal, and you have slightly raised blood pressure, then it is really really sensible to get a fasting glucose insulin done HbA1c which is a marker of average blood sugar done just to check because the good news is that if you catch it particularly early on it's fully reversible if you do nothing about it then what happens is it then significantly increases your risk for heart disease for stroke for kidney problems for eye problems as well so just as a public health announcement you know if you are carrying extra weight you haven't had these things it's a really good most of us who really care about our health performance, we do regular blood checks, right? You know, kind of every year we just like a big panel of bloods to see what's happening with our fasting glucose, insulin. You know, we want to know what's happening with the thyroid, liver, kidney function, all those kind of things, inflammatory markers, you know, homocysteine. It's just that if you really care about this, it's important to you, check your bloods. And, you know, if if your fasting glucose, insulin is raised, know there's a lot you can do. In fact... If you wanted to run that test at home, for about $30, you can go into your local drugstore or a chemist, as Mark would like to call them, uh, and uh, because that's what they call them. You, you drive a lorry to the chemist, which means you drove your truck to the pharmacy. Anyway, uh, it's like a whole other world over there. <laughs> and uh, and, and what, what happens is you buy a blood sugar monitor. It, it comes with a little lancet. You prick your finger, and you put a tiny drop of blood on a little strip, and it goes to a little machine, and it tells you your, your blood sugar in the morning. So you can do that yourself, and you, could do, uh, you can do it with a doctor. Or what I have that I'm doing for the next 14 days, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, go to uh, 
uh, bulletproof.com slash YouTube to find a link. On the back of my arm here, I have a round dot looking thing. I'm actually a cyborg for the next 14 days. This is a, a 24-7 uh, medical sensor, and all I have to do is wave a little device over my arm, and it buzzes and tells me what my blood sugar is. Right now, it's, uh, it's 5.2, which is roughly around 100, maybe 98, I believe, on the American scale. This is millimoles per liter. So anytime during the day, I can measure this. And the reason I'm doing this is I can get my fasting in the morning, which is around 4.6, right about where I want it to be. Sometimes it's as low as 4.2. And the idea is people are going to live a long time, have a fasting blood sugar of 87 or less. People who have type 2 diabetes are going to have above 105, 107. It depends. There's actually different people with different definitions of prediabetes. And what they don't tell you so much is that there's something called postprandial blood sugar. And if you are at that, those stages of pre-diabetes, you might have okay when you wake up in the morning blood sugar, but then you eat a meal and afterwards your blood sugar spikes sky high, uh, which would be you know, somewhere around 150, 160, even though it might be fine 20 or 30 minutes later, you're metabolically deranged a little bit there. If this is going on, a, a 24-hour monitoring thing like this will certainly help you know, which is why I'm doing it. This is called the Freestyle Libre. And you can only buy it in Europe. You can't buy it in the U.S. yet. You have to order it on eBay because it's not approved here, even though it's way better than sticking your finger all the time because I get dozens of readings a day without having you know, blood everywhere. So, yes, I'm a biohacker. I do this because I'm curious, because I'm interested, and because my goal is to live to 180, and I want to see what's happening before and after I eat, and I can test different foods. I can tell you Bulletproof Coffee has no effect on this, and third parties have validated it's the, the lowest insulin-stimulating breakfast there is on Earth <laughs> because it's designed that way. Uh, and for people listening, like that was way too much information. There's a transcript of this. Bottom line is go to the drugstore, say, I want to know what my morning blood glucose is. What's the cheapest monitor I can buy that will tell me? And the druggist or pharmacist will tell you exactly what to buy. You go out, and it's going to cost you less than 50 bucks. And then if you test high in the morning, you've got some work to do. And that's okay. Now you know, and dealing with it is actually not that hard. More veggies, fewer carbs, no processed food, no damaged fats, and lots of good quality fats. And don't eat cheap quality industrial animal protein. Eat less higher quality animal protein and you'll do really, really well. All right. I think we answered those questions on this episode of Bulletproof Radio pretty well, Mark. Any other uh, closing thoughts for Fred or Oscar? Um, I guess the closing thought is that when you have been experiencing tiredness and lack of focus and distraction uh, for such a long period of time, as you start to correct the underlying biology and psychology, it frees up a lot of energy and clarity for then really connecting the things that matter most. So it's not just about recovering from an illness. It's not just about feeling okay. It's actually about feeling pretty good most of the time and then really living life and doing things that are close to your heart and more meaningful to you. So that that's the invitation here. There's always that invitation, which is however you are right now, there's always something you can do by making adjustments to your internal environment and your external environment, and it frees up capacity to do the things you deeply care about. Couldn't, couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, th- thanks, Dr. Mark, for, uh, for co-hosting this episode. If you enjoyed the episode today, 
you know what to do. Head on over to your favorite bookseller and order a copy of Headstrong. It has new information in it that isn't in the Bulletproof Diet, and it's very much focused in giving you more energy in your brain. And when your brain works better, your body will work better too. It just follows naturally. Weight loss becomes effortless. But more importantly, all of this energy that you're not making is wasted, and all the energy that you make and then misuse is wasted. And this book Headstrong is a guide on how to make all of those problems better. And what you'll find is that there's huge amounts of, of just untapped energy sitting there for you to use in your life. And it's energy you can use for whatever you want. You know, if, if bowling is your thing, bowl a better game. If parenting is your thing, you know, be happier with your kids, even though they're completely like throwing mashed potatoes at each other. Like, like whatever it is, you'll just be a nicer person when your brain is fully charged. And that's the goal behind Headstrong. So I'm asking you to buy it. I'm asking you to buy it for your friends. Uh, not because I need to sell more books, but because I think this book is going to make a difference in your life and it's going to make a difference in the lives of the people around you. A fundamental tenet behind Bulletproof, why I even started the company, why I started blogging and writing about all these things, is that when people's biology works better, they're nicer to each other. We're fundamentally wired to be kind and good and nice. And every time we are not acting that way, it's usually because our mitochondria told us something that wasn't true. Namely, that you're going to starve, you're going to die, there's a threat uh, and if you don't have sex right now, you'll also die and so will the whole species. So what if we just had enough energy so that those became less of an omnipresent stressor on us? And what if we had more control of our own biology? I just think that we'll be able to express the, the very best parts of who we are. That's what Headstrong's all about. That's why I'm asking you to pick up a copy of it. Go to orderheadstrong.com and I'll send you a coupon and a bunch of other good stuff when you, when you pre-order it. So. Have an awesome day. Thanks for your support in this book. This is the most important book I've written so far. It'll really change your life. The Human Upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media.